All right, what do you say we get fired up here, huh? A little bit of cowboy punk playing us in. Gonna watch a little bit of TV. Hopefully, I make you laugh, relax, and do a little hoedown. This is Sloppy Folk, everybody. Some uh, Pennsylvania punk rock. This is an experiment to see if I, I can play some cool music besides the lame stuff that they have for the DMCA stuff on Twitch. Welcome to the show. Welcome in, everybody. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Color I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, night. On a question, a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. Everybody, welcome in to the podcast. Or is this a stream officially? Am I a streamer officially? I don't know, but welcome in. This is Keith Paisel. We're going to be watching a little bit of television, making fun of ourselves and the world, hopefully for two hours. I don't know, maybe longer. But we're here usually every Thursday. A lot of usuallys in the intro. I need certainties, right? We need certainties in this world. Uh, but welcome in. We'll bring down... The intro song. I'm just thinking out my thoughts here. Arkansas, Titans on the move. A little bit of Scott Van Pelt covering the game that just happened on Amazon. I mean, Amazon has just been real bad with these stinkers. Uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for Jeff Bezos, but I don't. It's nice that, you know, he, he put billions into this and trying to catch the top. It's been some shit games. This one got exciting so at the this end. This is a free play. I think you could argue. I wonder what kind of money Scott Van Pelt had on this. If you watch the Scott Van Pelt version of sports center everything is kind of like gambling based you really get the sense that scott owes someone a finger or two throw, throw the ball and let your rookie make throw the ball for christ's sakes my wife's gonna divorce me he just lets his personal life bleed in titans fourth and inches Tannehill pretending it does all oh, that sneaky Tannehill. thanks for the two livers we got two live viewers and it looks like maybe they stop no they don't stop him that guy's gonna fall forward I gotta here. say, the Titans 
blue helmets really fucking sold on me. I'm a fan of a white helmet. One of the few helmet colors that is not wholly represented in the NFL is the white helmet, and I feel like the Titans did their role. This Titans defense has the pack backed up, and it's a quick three and out. And Aaron Rodgers is just looking old and frustrated. Like, I feel like he's mimicking being like he's pretending to be mad at his teammates, but I think he's just upset at himself that he's not aging like Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, you do ayahuasca, but you don't have a Brazilian wife rubbing like Brazilian snake oils and doing like I heard she was doing voodoo yeah. with them before the before the games, like shaking fucking hollow bird bones over them and stuff. She's totally a witch. She's already banging some crypto hedge fund guy or something like that. Her new boyfriend has a podcast that's so fucking of our times. At least I think he does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's already with the kids in Costa Rica. You know, yeah. And then look how sunken in his cheeks are. She's probably pulling cotton out of a voodoo doll, and that's why his cheeks are sinking in, old Tom Brady. To get in his way. On a hot day, not so much either. Second Eagle signing in Dominican Sue. I mean, they're just fucking loading up that defensive line. How's Robert Quinn been doing out there? Maybe we could look at that later. Play back in the day. Hooper in the I do love the all white pack unis. I gotta say that. I wish they would wear them more. Welcome back, Randall. It makes the yellow stripe pop more. I mean, I know on the yellow pant it was green with the white on the side, but Beautiful. that green stripe with the yellow fucking colorway pops. Pack moving the chains. Fun play design here. Somebody might be wide open. Guess who it is? It's Watson. He's the second rookie in Packers history with multiple. It's Watson. games. The others, Max McGee, the legend. Going for two, they get it. Aaron Jones is in. It's a three-point game. What kind of answer do the Titans have? Play action on wide open. seven. Wide open is Robert Woods. That's a game. See, I can be calling Sports Center. Answer after Green Bay. Virginia shooting victim walks for the first time. Mike Hollis was removed. Is this a recent? Oh yeah, this is recent, right? One of the Virginia football players, right? Te Virginia regular isn't where they had the big mass shooting, is it? No, it's That's Virginia Tech. It's in Charlottesville, where the yep. And the and they got ran over by the car. Yeah, it's not a it's not a libtard type of place. Extend the drive. That's a big hit met by Chris Barnes. And the some quarterbacks love leading with that shoulder. Rogers. Ooh, overthrown. That was the one. He gets. This is this. This is where he truly comes out. I'm not Tom. Ayahuasca is not Brazilian voodoo. If that's the lesson for this episode, then so be it. Deep frustration. Come on, brother. That was the receiver's fault. He blew his route. Third and 19 pack. Rodgers is looking for who else? Watson. And he's just short of the... Watson's been redeeming himself, though. Definitely been the Packers' best receiver, which is what you wanted to see if you were a Packer fan. You know, even though it's it is a positive, I think you want your big draft pick to be the one that you're you're resting your shoulders on. It's cool that Alan Lazard and all these tertiary guys are are producing, but I feel like if that becomes your number one and two options, then you're just like, well, what the fuck happened with Watson? But they still lost. The division leaders most tough place for Green Bay right now. They're not they're not used to being in this spot.
bunch of losers up there. Not Titletown. Blitzed all night. It was exceptional. Titletown is Detroit, by the way. That's hockey town in Titletown. It's the only Titletown I'll acknowledge. And I'm a Blackhawks fan. That's coming from a Blackhawk fan. For Tennessee. Tim Hasselback typically with us on Sunday. We'll typically with us, but he's praying right now with his wife Elizabeth. They're they're on Trump's they're probably fucking stumping for Trumpin. Not like this is on the Packers <laughs> defense that they somehow Look at that shadow. Elizabeth is probably just fucking burning it at both ends now that the Donald announced. Well, I think there's two things, Scott, that stick out. Is one, you know, there weren't any negative plays. Man, look how many teams he played for. That's a journeyman right there. Got a Rhine Fire helmet back there. Some classic NFL Europe. Henry, and he was averaging less. Than hey, James is here. When you stay on schedules and offense, so you know that that to me is the biggest key because the Titans know who they are. Welcome to the show. If you noticed, Bailey, I got the chat on the screen now. It disappears, so people are gonna know who you are and what you say. Everybody, it's gonna. Ha I got it. I got the chat on the screen. I'm becoming more twitch uh regular here yeah you guys like the bells and whistles in that highlight we had that one second and seven and, and as we're watching the i love if they would cut back and van pelt's just wearing the helmet on his desk wide open so obviously you're selling out to try to i do gotta say scott van pelt and this has nothing to do with his talent great bald head logo situation going on like his head and the headphones is perfect for his fucking logo. Yeah, go Titans. I mean, they only, you had uh, Bailey in the chat here. Uh, I am Lobster Man. That's James Bailey, president of the chat. Uh, he had the Titans defense in fantasy, so hopefully that went well. Did they get any picks or fumbles for you? So you're going to commit to stopping him and say, hey, look, let, let's let Ryan Tannehill make plays. And I would say this, but for the interception. Uh Ooh, but for, real poetic. But for the interception. I do declare the Packers are on a roll. Who's at home and everyone spends the whole offseason going, they stink, blah. 15, that's pretty good. I mean, they start out with 20, so that's minus 5. That's why you got to start them at 10, so 15 seems like a positive. Let's see what Aaron Jones got me. There are sexier teams. There's certain. Ooh, sexy. Bitten spicy for fucking ESPN. A block kick, that's good. That's got to excite you after a, a bunch of nothing for the game. Viewed the way they're viewed nationally, locally. And I think a lot of it... <laughs> so he played for Florida. Well, no, that's Boston College up in the corner. He played for the Giants. Two Giants helmets. He played for some NFL Europe team. About that. Tim Hasselbeck, I think, played for the... Hasselbeck? Played for the Packers, too. You said it. They were the one seed a year ago. They're a team that... Look, it may Titans are a sleeper. You know, last year they had that big splash in the regular season, but now I feel like the kind of quote-unquote disappointment of their regular season, it's kind of where you want to be. They're going to be surprising some people. 13.2 points, not what I have liked, um, but I still right now have a 55% chance of winning. One quick thought. We're going to get some sound and some perspective from the winning side here in just a moment. As, as I look at their schedule, I would include, even though the Packers, look, it's, it's Green Bay and Lambeau. I, I include this in the tougher game. They were booing the shit out of them in Lambeau. That is just a crew that is not used to losing. I mean, a lot of these people, the old heads, sure, but a lot of these people don't remember the dog days, 1980s of the Packers. They're used to Brett Favre and quality. And, you know, this is going to be a, a tough five years. That's what I will say as a Bears fan is 
the excitement of them finally figuring their shit out. By the way, I firmly believe the Bears have spread their stupid around the league. They're finally figuring out how to run an organization and they're spreading all their dumb everywhere to the Colts, to the Packers not making a move, the Colts hiring Saturday, although they won. Um, but you know, I've there, they should be bad. Like the Bears are just, I get mocked for being a Bears fan because they're bad. So now that they're good, it's just so relieving. But Packers fans, you've been good for the last 27 years. You don't know the downs of like when your season's so bad, you just want, you know, if you can beat the Buccaneers once, that's just, that's your Super Bowl. You can edge out Robert Smith's Vikings once in 1996. That's your Super Bowl. You know, I'll, I'll therapize through you, you Packer fans through all of this. You guys are got a tough road a hoe. And I think Colin Kahert is right. It's because you guys don't have an owner. There's no one to like dole out any cash. The town owns the team. Like, remember the Titans. It's how we like it, though. We feel like we feel like we're the most physical team in the league. We came out here. The Amazon crew was not ready for this cold. They really should have put them up in a suite for this. You know, and the you got to earn your way up into the second tier. The big football shows, they're like not on the field when the weather gets crispy. But they had these poor guys out there, fucking Fitzpatrick, fucking Jones and for Norcan out there. Think about it, on the road in a hostile environment. They put up 400 total yards. And I know all the talk has been about TD, play calling, and all this other BS. Our passing game was on fire tonight. All this Gary other bull hockey. Big shout out to those guys, man. Those guys. Just a bunch of bull hockey. That'd be great if he's like everyone and talks like a Christian. We're just out here raising a little cane. In general, uh, if you can avoid it. Um, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. In 6% chance to make the playoffs. Man, that'll be some Aaron Rodgers bullshit. To pull them out of the playoffs. I won't be happy about it. I, I'm glad I'm out of the era where Aaron Rodgers would come to the game, come into the game and you'd be like, Oh God, here we go. Like in 2018, Khalil Mack knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game, blew out his knee. I was hoping, okay, he's done for the year. We were up like, I think it was like 21 to three. Rodgers comes out of the blue tent. My buddy looks at me and he goes, You know what's about to happen, don't you? And I'm like, Yeah, he's going to win the game. I'm glad we're, I think we're out of that era. Where he can't single-handedly swing the game for the pack anymore. At a level that's just making everybody around him significantly better, then they're just okay. And, yeah, and see, I think he was just fucking cur curtailing with my point there, where he's saying he can't elevate around him anymore. He's lost that, and I think that's what Brady has still. Maybe, maybe that was the Brazilian voodoo, the voodoo. Two games certainly Watson showed he's got five touchdowns. And That'd be great if fucking Giselle just calls up possessed in a demon voice, calling plays over the headphones. They're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Guys running wide. Fucking Giselle's all about Joe Boo. I just, it, it, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't want to offend any. I don't want to get True Jordy down to Twitch here. Out of my head right now, Scott. I, I just remember all last year sitting on that desk with you saying. Can you believe this throw? Like, there literally is about three inches of margin for error for him to make this throw, and he's making that throw. And then we see him tonight with guys literally as open as you can get in the national football. Look at there, looking all sad. Every time I see his sad face, I think of the fucking song Gives You Hell by American Rejects. With the sad, sad look that you wear so well. Fucking cry. 
cry. He misses Shailene. He's made throws that people... wonder who she's off eating dirt with. There's just no way you can make throws. Aaron knows. Aaron's fucking stalking her gram. Getting burners, commenting, subtweeting about her. Seven. More to talk about with you about this. It'd be funny if on Tuesday he goes on Pat McAfee show and just like, can I talk to you about love, Pat? We'll wait Ooh, we got Aaron Rodgers at the at the podium. At some point, Aaron Rodgers here in the next half hour. Hopefully, we'll be uh, sharing his thoughts on the game, and we will uh, share those with you. We will share them with sh you, and we'll share them, you know, with each other. Solid logo. I was having challenges with my old bank. Yeah, how about this, Justin Herbert? Why don't you get SoFi to fucking link up to Zell so I can shoot people cash on the quick? Really makes it hard for me to borrow money from people. No, I'm just kidding. Let's see what else we got. What do we got here on Espen 2? Champion and millionaire in the same year. These men sniff each other's feet professionally. The most grueling test in, in martial MMA. arts. Four fights in eight months. This year, 12 competitors fought their way to the November 25th PFL World Championship, where fans will see six title fights in one night. Each finalist earned their chance to Ooh, fight. Ooh, I love a slow motion fucking. A climb filled with setbacks and breakthroughs. Oh, and Dominican Sue to the Eagles. I wonder if that's because Quinn isn't producing or if they're just trying to stack up. Maybe they're fucking, they see the Cowboys nipping at their heels. Think outside the oven and get Thanks Grilling. Look at that. You know when you're getting a Southern California commercial, that looks like a goddamn Azteca temple, that Ace Hardware. Traeger, with free assembling delivery on all grills, $3.99 and up. Helpful hardware, folks. Ace should just fucking superimpose 90s John Madden into their new commercials. Same quality and everything. Just a, a standard definition John Madden taking you through a high-def Ace hardware. Because it's the place. Not that far. We're dangerous. The Ace hardware I, in my town not only had a John Madden cutout, but it was a John Madden Tenactin cutout. It was all kinds of John Madden ad revenue happening yeah i always liked wrestling over ufc too i mean it shows because how people like over this like this last ufc fight uh adesanya lost and it was a great fight but everybody's kind of like oh man like the, they're kind of disappointed that and that's vince mcmahon's point you know if this was professional wrestling he wouldn't have lost uh that's like that kind of excitement when people are really behind a champion that was so great about conor mcgregor is he legitimately was the type the champion for a long time and uh anderson silva was champion for like nine years that that's the excitement that kind of title run you get behind but when it's not fixed anything can literally happen and sometimes that thing that happens is just like god damn it now we got this random seven and one guy as champion but i think people like him but it's all cyclical. You'll love him if he has the title for three years. He'll be the next whoever the fuck he beat, Adesanya. But that one Izzy dude went on Joe Rogan. That's why people were hype up, hype about him. He was a part of the Ro the Rogan fist shot him to the top. No matter what you call it, don't forget the chips. Goddamn right you still have an Ace Hardware in your small town. Everybody should. There's an Ace Hardware around the corner from us. I mean, you got to... Dodge some MS-13, but, you know, four, four live viewers now from five. You'll, you'll regret it. You'll be back. Play, eat, play, eat, play. Oh. David Buster's eating 
an entree and a game card starting at 1999. Got a lot of fun news. It's not just going to be us staring at the TV. Don't just stare at the TV. Do something constructive. Let's see what the tweeter is saying about this game, brother. Titans go into Lambeau Field on a very cold Thursday night, and they dial up a little bit of all of what they do. Lean on Henry. Tinehill throws for a couple of touchdown passes. Henry. Tinehill? Was that on purpose? And that defense is able to stop a number of fourth downs from the pass. Messing up. Those bookies are getting to him. Oh, fixing the camera. That's uh, it's indicative of who we are. We got Mike you know, Vrabel that, live. Uh, you know, a lot of this game was won. Mike Vrabel looks like the man that appreciates a fresh haircut. He looks like he smells like the blue shit they put on your neck at all times. Uh, prepared early on on Monday. You know, we went in there on two, uh, twelve thirty on Monday. And all I'm thinking about right now is making a balanced breakfast for my children. And uh, continue to to Ooh, invest I see time trending. In a short week. He's coming back. Wrestling World convinced. CM Punk will return to AEW following a reference during John Moxley's segment on Dynamite. I don't know about that, guys, because uh, let me see if I could find this. MJF cut a promo uh, after Dynamite, putting over Tony Khan, and I think subliminally shitting on CM Punk here. Uh, let's see if we can get some good audio on this here. Oh, I still got some... Music playing. I'll kill that. Here we go. This was so dynamite uh, yesterday. AEW Dynamite ended with um, a promo between John Moxley and MJF. And I got to be honest with you, it wasn't the best promo on Moxley's end. He flubbed some words. Really can tell not having a vacation for the last two years is getting to him. He's got a lot of stuff on his plate. Just off AA, new kid. Uh, so, but MJF cuts this promo, putting over Tony Khan, and I think shitting on Punk. A lot of bullshit has gone on. A lot of, a lot, a lot of bullshit has gone on. A lot of bullshit. We all know it. We all know it. However, let me make something crystal clear. Me and you, We've been at odds once or twice. I'm not going to stand here and pretend that's not He's talking to Tony right now, saying we've been at odds. Hey, Aponte's here. No, we'll get into that. MJF is Jack, by the way. Larry says MJF gives her I was never hugged as a child vibes. No, he was he grew up Jewish on Long Island. He was very hugged. He was hugged in bar mitzvah. He did great. 
Uh, he's totally jacked, and this is just so. This promo not only is he putting over. Let me see if he said. So he's putting over Tony right here. He's gonna say this wouldn't be res- uh, like possible unless it's Tony fucking Khan, and this is big. <clears throat> Been lurking, just bad timing on live. I love that there's fucking shit going on in the chat here. I figured you were watching on YouTube. I'm putting them up on YouTube now. But here, he's about to reference Punk here. He says, you know, uh, he's going to talk about everything he appreciates about Tony and then talk about what he doesn't appreciate. Totally out of kayfabe right here for MJF. I think this is Maxwell Jacob Freeman cutting a promo, getting because this was a shitty crowd uh, in Connecticut. Connecticut's a, just a not charismatic place. It's just all highway, just the most Caucasian highway you could see. So the crowd wasn't hot. So he was trying to hype people up because the fucking show went off the air like a wet fart. So I think he was just trying to hype people up and sell some pay-per-views for Saturday. But here we go. That is a direct reference to CM Punk, someone coming into my company, dropping trow and taking a shit. I think that's a reference to the quote-unquote brawl out uh, um, press conference. So, I think to this guy who says CM Punk is coming back after a Moxley drop, they're referencing CM Punk, but it ain't because he's coming back. Uh... It's because they are finally allowed to say this guy was a piece of shit on TV without saying it. For more than 70,000 people. But back to football here. If you're Cleveland and you're thinking you might get that offense in some dodgy weather, now you go inside and it could be a track meet. Super duper. I'm just fascinated to see how many of the Bills Mafia make their way to Detroit for this one. With a Thanksgiving game on the backside, I just didn't envision a caravan punting on the holiday entirely and setting up shop in Detroit for a week. There's nobody like the Bills Mafia. Meanwhile, there's apparently a carnival inside at the moment on Ford Field. We need to move Sorry, the Ferris I'm wheel. A window here. Could we move? That's according to Tony Grossi, by the way, ESPN Cleveland. Um, we 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 have a carnival. We, could, All right, we what do we the, say? We get a channel surf here. Aponte brought up the building. death of this Hogan's hero guy. <laughs> <It's a massive laughs> So we'll see if we can As find I'm it. Saying, <laughs> if it's going to be a weather game and you're Cleveland, you got to be. See if Hogan's is on. Azul, 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 falla, se queda corta. Alejandra, derriba. Ah, no, in a couple, in an hour or two. Time rate lock. That's what sold me. Ooh, let's get some TV League stuff going on here. Do you guys want to read a little TV League standings? together when something big happens. Like when Sienna kissed Doug. Come on! We've known each other 500 years, and you've never once apologized. Norseman, not apology. Apology for children and dance. Whatever. Enjoy watching by yourself. Or we'll enjoy. Temperatures up to 90 degrees. It is getting hot in there. 
So I'm thinking once the B&B is open, this will be a great space for like an app. So here we go. We got the new TV mm, leak standings up here. I'm literally killing for a Sazerac right now. Oh, it's kind of overwhelming. I did go in and put in the British TV shows. So we got uh, Coronation Street, Strictly Come Dancing, which is Britain's version of uh, Dancing with the Stars. That's up in number 27 now. 259 points firing up. I'll tell you what the big scores are. So Strictly Come Dancing had 259 points. The Great British Bake Off came in at 123. Now, these were so high because uh, this is like two months worth of of ratings that I backtracked here. Um, so Strictly Come Dancing, their dance is sponsored by Heisler, fictional beer brand, unwilling sponsors. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get Heisler stickers to put over everything here. Um, Yellowstone came in at 90 points. Now we're starting to get into the for real points. Uh, 90 points via the Flix Patrol lists. House of the Dragon, 55 points. Game of Thrones, Shark Tank, Young Sheldon, 48 hours, Manifest, FBI, The Voice, and, uh, or FBI all took 50 points. The Voice took 61 over its two nights, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and then Coronation Street scoring 40 points. Um, let's get into the... Top 20 here. Got some fucking bright eyes for this Amazon commercial. Try and get the fucking, uh, the, the, the young emos to participate in Black Friday. It's Black Friday. It's dark. It's like fucking My Chemical Romance. And, uh, that sunrise something. I honestly feel that way about Jimmy Dean. I honestly feel that way about everything. So Rick and Morty is still reigning supreme at number one here. 1,278. It didn't increase like it has been, but it did gain some points. I think it took third place. Um, yeah, the new season. I think it's that new season bump. So the new season aired on Paramount and Paramount Plus. Uh, so you got that catch-up bump. People needed to catch up with the new season. People are finally starting to recognize. I feel like it's got like a conservative wire edge to it because it's not very critically acclaimed. And even libs like the show. It kind of, I guess they're saying it's got a right wing edge to it, but it doesn't just, it takes place, you know, in the mountains and like they're anti-government, but I don't know if that's necessarily right wing. It's cool to be anti-government. It's cool to be anti-everything but people, to be quite honest with you. I'm all for it. House of the Dragon, uh, or a Game of Thrones 889 and House of the Dragon 870. I feel like these two shows are tied at the hip. Um, Rick and Morty will fall off the top spot, but it's still going to take a while. It's going to take a good, a good dose of Game of Thrones and House of Dragon. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is starting to fall off a little bit. They just went into the mid-season finale. Didn't pump like I thought it would. I thought it would be into the thousands by now. Um, but they're there at number four. Yellowstone number five, I would imagine that'll climb up more and more. Uh, it'll probably get in in the Nielsen's as far as watch minutes. Uh, and definitely in the popularity rankings as far as the streaming services. Then six, Better Call Saul, NCIS. These are all kind of unchanged. Six through 20. Everything kind of just moved up one down. Um... But the big thing were these big were these British shows, Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, so because of that, we got new additions to the Broadcasters Championship here. Paramount and Disney went back and forth. Paramount and Disney are really separating themselves from the pack here. 
Uh, Paramount got 7,308 points combined. Disney, 7,002 points combined. Um, so they've just been going back and forth. Uh, Warner and Comcast lagging behind at 3850 and 3267 respectively. Then we got Amazon at 2360, Netflix at 1510, uh, and then AMC 703, BBC 425. And then we have this ITV PLC at 83 points, and then Channel 4 Television Corporation at 123. That is solely Great British Bake Off. So those are the standings for now. Um, I would like to take you through um, this week's Flix Patrol. Morgan and Morgan. Whichever way the day is trending, the sweeter the McCafe, the sweeter the everything. From creamy smoothies to chocolatey frappes to caramel. Who the fuck really gets McCafe's? I mean, I know that's what they call everything, but. I used to work with someone who called their coffee a McCafe and I wanted to drive a fucking knife through their skull. Tonight. I would describe it as a mix between tennis and ping pong. Rackets are smaller, the ball is whiffled. Pickleball is like if tennis and badminton were in a long-term loving relationship, but the spark was gone and they said, hey, why don't we invite ping pong into the mix one night to see how that goes. Pickle, next on... So here we are with the top 10... Flix Patrol list for this week. So it looks like the crown is going to take the top spot. Um, and Manifest is going to bump down to number two. Manifest, I think a new season started. So Manifest is officially like a Netflix show now. <clears throat> yeah, Netflix is bottom. They just don't have as many shows. Last season, they had more shows get into this top ten. I think Amazon and these Paramount shows are really uh, getting their feet. Amazon Prime was always one of the bastard streaming services. People liked it. It was always the one where, like, I like Amazon, but you kind of felt like an Android user using Amazon. Like, oh, I watch Amazon Prime. People are like, what? Treated you like one of those green bubble motherfuckers. Um, and then we have Warrior Nun coming number three here. What the fuck is this show? Fantasy Demons. I mean, I think we got to see what the fuck this show is all about. Goddamn right, I want to search the web for this. Watch Warrior Nun. Absolutely, I'll watch that. Oh, do I got to log in to see the trailer? Here we go. Like, is Warrior Nun like Flying Nun, except for more badass? Anyone remember the Flying Nun? Aponte probably remembers the Flying Nun. The FBC gaining ground. Adriel freed. I need to make this right. She looks like she's wearing uh, the cage that they put on when they're taking a cast of your teeth at the dentist. I would always gag when they did that. Got that pink shit all crammed up into your gums. An angel walks the earth. Adrian is real. He's divine and the hell belongs to him. I'll tell him to come and get it. I mean, at this point, everything's just Marvel, right? Samaritans could use your help. The Samaritans? We're a decentralized cadre to expose the firstborn children in this scam religion. So like a book club? 
Why are you? Here? This is kind of a more badass fucking. Uh, what's that fucking Gerard Way show that's on Netflix? Fucking umbrella. This is like the Umbrella Academy, but with nuns. Uh, Flying Nun was with fucking Sally Field. It was just coming off the Gidget era. She was just. She wasn't as hot as she was in Gidget, but she's just this. She goes into a monastery, and I don't know if she has the power to fly or if it's because her nun suit is so buoyant, but she does fly like a flying squirrel, not total flight, but like the wind picks her up and she kind of flies like a kite, like a Sally Field kite. I've sworn to only say it to one person. We'll do a flying nun trailer after this. The first warrior nun managed to imprison eight. It's fucking got some straight, uh, Daft Punk as the soundtrack. But what has been kept secret is that she used a specific weapon. I mean, I don't get the sense that she's a nun at all. Does she, I mean, does she not speak? What weapon? I believe it is your fate. That's the key. That's a key sound effect for any action show that when it sounds like the sound is being pulled. That means some fucking Matrix shit's about to happen, dog. To join forces with him. I am here. I am everywhere. What do you... Adriel is God's avatar on Earth, and you are his enemy. Blasphemy! Time to take back what is mine. No one in history has ever defeated Atrial and lived. I feel like these Netflix shows are just always randomly in, like, now we're in Tokyo, now we're in Budapest, now we're in Sweden. They just want to, like, use their money. Alright, we get it. They're badass nuns. Let's do Flying Nun. I'll show you guys the Flying Nun. A little bit of ghosts, a little bit of audio for ghosts until I find the flying Laura. nun here. Laura. Surprise! You came! Here, we'll watch some promo, but what's good about the flying nun is this was from an era where all the TV shows in the intro song, it would tell you what the fuck they were about. A very special season is coming on ABC. This is the Convent Santanco in Puerto Rico. The gusty trade wind that's... This is the Convent Santanco. Terrible audio, I apologize. The gusty trade winds that swirl around... But yeah, it was all fucking very fucking 1500s Mexico. A new novice from America. These lively breezes came as a bit of a shock. However, Sister Virtual was as much of a shock to some of us. She was 90 pounds of young ideas, bumps, energy, and charm. 90 pounds? Jesus Christ. Give this fucking bitch some food. Applying some rather unusual talent. Until one day, she displayed the most remarkable talent of all. <gasps> Good grief! It's a talent. You can't be different. Just call it a talent, dear. They'll think you're a freak. Yeah, she just takes flight randomly. And from when I was watching the show, we'll go watch the intro, but from my knowledge of the flying nun, the flying was never, like, utilized in any sort of fucking mechanical way. She just did it randomly. It's just something she did. So this is the intro for season one, episode two. 
See, she's just flying around like a kite. Sally Field was a heartthrob back in the day. One of those people that all my dad probably wanted to marry her. Old Marge Redman. What a handful. Why don't you not have hats that are perfectly like, like airplane wings? I love that that was their science. Well, we have to give them wings on their head or else she can't mechanically fly. Look at that. Alejandro Ray. That's her like, lover not lover. And we got this fucking doughy fat broad. No, this was fucking primetime television, dog. Like, The Flying Nun, I think, was on, like, CBS or something like that. Let's see. Um, what channel was this on? Yeah, The Flying Nun was on ABC from 1967 to 1970. I mean, it really was just the steam of Gidget. People were tuning in to see Sally Field be all adorable. I It's so weird. Like, when I started watching Gidget on the reruns, my dad was like, oh, yeah, Sally Field was, like, everyone's heartthrob. And I just know her as the mean mom from fucking Mrs. Doubtfire, the one that fucking chills all the fucking harshes everyone's mellow. Doing here... Yeah, look what we got into. A hole from Warrior Nun. Uh, and only the podium is scoring points now. It's just better for keeping the shows down, whittled down. Um, so for, the sh for HBO Max, top shows are Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, obviously. And then we got All-American, CW's high school Friday Night Lights-ish type show, starring Tay Diggs. So welcome, Tay Diggs, to... Score in your show some TV points. Uh, Winchester's just getting bumped out. Winchester scored points last week, but they just got bumped out of that podium spot. Fucking did a nice little chip block and got Dean Winchester out of the fucking third place spot. She's hot and not my daughter. She checks every box. What a tragedy you didn't reproduce. This is that show <laughs> go. See, it's just you guys now. It's the original OGs. Tensions are heating up. Back on! There's no Go to Law and Order. Let's see what's going on on Law and Order. I'm telling you, I was talking about it last time we watched Law and Order. Law and Order is going full lib and it's great. I love to see it. You got Ice-T being like, there's a lot of underrepresented people in our community. And we need to give them agency instead of planting drugs on them. In the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. We call those people gay and fat. Dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Their names are Crystalia and Brian Callen, and they're still doing sets at the improv. Are you my appendix? Excuse me? Because I want to take you out. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's not nice. That's my drink. Not anymore. Okay. Don't I mean, are we going back in the day here? That's a jerry curl if I ever saw one. Where'd you get your law degree? Is that a real Jew, fro? Do you know who Kanye West is? You a hell of a 21st birthday. 
Who told you it was my birthday? What did I tell you? Hey. Oh, come on. What's the matter? What, did she uh, spill your gin fizz? Ah, uh, Greg Grumberg. That guy's in every show. He was the pilot and lost of the airplane. He's in Heroes. Relax, kid, man. He's he fucking hobnobs with all the alt comics in L.A. Guarantee you he's done a set at the fucking, at the, at the, uh, Largo at the Coronet. I told you I wanted to keep my birthday low-key. Oh, come on. Turning 21 is not a low-key birthday. These guys watched you grow up. Come on, they just bought you a drink. That's all. Aiden! Come on, Aiden. Let's get rolling. Can't walk out with those fucking bowling shoes. You better get your civvies back on, Greg. I just wanted to celebrate with you. By getting me laid. What's wrong with that? If I have to explain it to you, then you haven't been listening. I gotta go. No, 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 wait. Just give me he is in Star Wars, isn't he? Pammy's wedding in the trunk of my car. Dad, my one... car is literally right here, and I didn't pick out that suit. You did. Don't start with that. You want me to wear it so bad? Are you just leaving this b bowling game? Your suit? That happens in La Brea. So maybe we'll go. We'll cover that a little later. There's a in the newest episode of La Brea. They have to make a moment. There's a, they they get presented with two options. You can stay in 1988 or 10,000 BC. We can't go back to our regular time. And they're just like, all right, we're in 1988. We'll just stay here. And they're just like going to leave everyone in 10,000 BC by the fucking car building. Okay, hey, I, I figured that out. Okay, listen, stop being a detective for five seconds. Stop being a fucking detective for five seconds. I'm trying to. Do some prime SA here. Get back to, uh, this is week 46 of the Flix Patrol popularity standings. Go to Disney Plus here. <clears throat> so Star Wars Andor is gonna retake its number one spot. So Zootopia for the first uh, part of the week here was number one. I think this is a new Disney Plus show based on the movie Zootopia. Uh, so Star Wars Andor looks like it's going to come back up in the twenty in the first place spot and take twenty five points, followed by Zootopia and The Simpsons. Grey's Anatomy just bumping out here. The Zootopia show is fucking edging out our Grey's Anatomy. They do need a Land of the Lost La Brea crossover. Get a fucking a nice gadgety robot going. Maybe we'll put that on. Let's put La Brea on. Let's get fucking saucy in here. I'll let you guys see it. So this season has been wild, guys. And I don't know if you guys are actually watching the show as it airs, but usually when you establish that you can go back and forth through time and two of the characters are trapped in a different time period, it's really like a multiple season arc with figuring out how to go back there, calculating the risks, but within three episodes, they're just like, oh, our son's in 1988. We find him in this episode. And then in this episode, we have to make the decision to go back. Like, it's just so quick. They just move everything along so fucking quick. Here we go. Hell yeah, we'll watch this one. They'll give you a recap. No, I think Andor is just like a random show 
about like Mandalorians. I don't think it's tied to Mandalorian at all. You should watch Mandalorian though. Here we go. Mid-season finale of La Brea. Welcome to the show, everybody. We created a portal inside a building in 10,000 BC. And as long as that portal remains open, these sinkholes will continue to randomly generate. I'm gonna do whatever I have to to win you back. I love your father, but I love Levi. It's hard as it is. Sooner or later, you're gonna have to make a choice. I was married before. I'm finally ready to be happy with you. Who is that? My husband. He and his followers, they'll come for all of us. These are the exact same burns that we're on, Eddie. You want to prove yourself to me? Let us use that portal. Let's go get Josh. Josh! Riley! So I'll give you more context to that, but look how, look at everything they just shoved in you. And that's not, you think like, oh, is that like the tail end of season two or season one into season two? No, that's, I guarantee that's like three episodes of shit that they just crammed at you. So in 1988, you find out that little Ricky Schroeder's grandma is trapped there and or takes place before episode. Oh, I thought you meant like episode four of the show. Yeah, get it. I watch a little Andor. Oh, I hate when you pause it. They put up an ad. That's disgusting. Uh, so yeah, they go to 1988 and meet the grandma. So the whole crux of this show is that these two people were trapped in the future and it's kind of hack. Like it was 2076. I think they said it's just classic. Like the environment's failing. The earth is decaying. We've destroyed our home. So they go back to 10,000 BC and they're like raping the land of 10,000 BC. They're bringing back minerals and life forms and trying to like spark up life back in 2076. But in doing so, young Gavin gets lost and then grows up in 10,000 BC. And then like all this other time travel shit happens. And you really do get the sense that they set up two separate shows and they want to see which one is more popular. You have the original clan of people that are trapped in 10,000 BC still. Uh, and they're doing their own thing, fighting off saber toothed tigers. There's two packs of like savage people. You have the regular 10,000 BC people who are like from that time. And then you have all these people that are casualties of these sinkholes that are happening because of this Lazarus company. And they're called the exiles or something. And they dress like fucking 10,000 BC ninjas. Um, so you got those two people interacting with the people that are still stuck in 10,000 BC. And then and then you have a whole other set of characters stuck in 1988 and they're focused more on the whole Lazarus corporation part of it and they're trying to nail down the actual time travel part. And in this episode they even put in some sort of clause of like you can't go back to your regular time. So they've eliminated going back to 2021 or whatever it is. You either have to stay in 10,000 BC or stay in 1988. Um, so yeah, that's as much context as I can give you without us just rewatching the show. Seismologists report the epicenter was 10 miles off the coast of Santa Monica. No casualties were reported and infrastructure damage was minimal. So yeah, they have to be in 1988 because another sinkhole is going to open. 
and it's going to cause a tsunami, the likes of which no one has ever seen in the history of humanity. Gavin, listen. Finally got the family back together. That's no small feat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him because he always speaks in soap opera whispers. Yeah, yeah. Besides, we can't let a tidal wave destroy where we had our first date. <laughs> no, no, we cannot. You remember being on top of that Ferris wheel? We're stuck there a while. Almost like you planned it. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, we've had their little relationship, so she cheated on him with that guy. And it was all before he came to 10, before the husband came to 10,000 BC, she was like, I'm going to be with Levi. You know, he gets me. And then fucking Josh Kelly reappears, Gavin, uh, Ricky Schroeder, cave boy. And her whole world, her whole fuck world gets thrown into upheaval. That's her near downtown. So we can do this. We save Caroline. She stops the sinkhole. Everyone in Santa Monica lives to eat another corn dog. I love how that's casual dialogue. We save Caroline, we stop the sinkhole, and then we go buy some fucking tie stick, dude. 1988, they probably still have tie stick. Yeah, my dad owns it. Some skunk bud. Right about now, he should be off on his annual fishing trip with his marine buddies, which means we can help ourselves to his ride. We better get going. He does speak in, in harsh whispers like Crocious. He's trying to make a point. Caroline. The fuck is what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where are they filming this? Is this? Are they trying to get New Zealand to look like uh, New Zealand to look like uh, L.A.? They were just blowing fucking mad breath. In forty-eight hours, all of us will be underwater. Look at the breath come out when they talk. I don't know if you can see this on the TV. Look at that breath pumping. I mean, that is just a dead giveaway because they filmed this show in New Zealand in the winter. So that's why they had to add the saber-toothed tigers and the and the snow to the 10,000 BC part because it snows like like they film it when there's two feet of snow on the ground. That's fucking awesome. They're not. E I figured they'd at least fucking this is goddamn NBC Universal. You'd figure they'd have enough money to fly to L.A. to film some shit on the pier. We go again, man. Did they only just like? Go to one scene. Can you not edit out the breath? I feel like I can do that on Premiere Pro. Yeah. The Whispers of Crow. Gone through a lot of trouble. Sounds like the name of a breathing technique. I guess we do this the hard way then. By the way, if you're watching live and you haven't, give the channel a follow. We're here once a week at least, watching television, goofing around. I'm getting you out of here. I'm gonna get you out of here. He'd be great when you need to be quiet. It's me. Isaiah. Can you not be so fucking sexy when you're saving your mother? I can't believe it. How? I'll explain everything once we're out here. Okay. She's like, but how did you not, like go from a blonde Ricky Schroeder guy? The rest of the building. To Josh Kelly, singer-songwriter from the 2000s. Levi! 
See, I don't know what happened here. You hear that gunshot and he comes out with holding his stomach. We did not see Levi get shot. I don't know if they lost the footage, if they got some fucking gunk in the gate. Look at that. What do you say we go back and finish off these fucking uh, standings here? So yeah, Andor is uh, reigning supreme. I thought Zootopia was going to edge it out, but it doesn't look like it. Scroll down here. Iconic. Amazon Prime shows. And this is popularity, by the way. This is not like ratings or watch minutes. This is just based on tweets, social media follows, just the gab. Back to back to La Brea. Oh, oh my God. Bradley, my dad kept the first aid kit inside the trailer. Go grab it. Got it. I'm gonna move you on your side. Easy. Ah. Ah. Yeah, it looks like I threw him through. Won't be pretty, but he'll be all right. That's great to hear. Thank God. Hey, what's going on? I need to get home and finish my work. The virus isn't done. Your place is compromised. You said there are more of those guys in the warehouse. Then. They're going to come looking for well, you. Well, that's a risk I have to take if you want any chance of stopping the tidal wave. Okay, but you're not doing this alone. We can take that Jeep. The keys are on the dash. No. Dad, we are coming. I actually like the call they make for her character. She's always insisting, like, we stay together. And I like that. Nothing makes me more nervous or gets me more nerve-wracked when motherfuckers split up on a show. Because it's just, to me, that's just more plot. Jesus Christ. Anytime someone splits up on a show, that just signals to me, like, here we go. This is going to be a season-long plot. No one ever separates and then just rejoins that episode. You got at least four or five episodes with them separated. They go on their own journeys. They see shit. I'm a good hands. Go. Go. I bumped up my, my audio. I didn't mean to. So this dude is... Uh, He's staying in 10,000 BC because he's got like a crazy brain tumor. Um, but I love how he's become one of like the cave people, but he still wears his fucking business casuals. He's still running around like fucking Huey Lewis. Don't move, Tommet. So Tommen, you find out, is her husband. He like created this group of exiles because he like wanted to go after the Lazarus Corporation, but they didn't. So he leaves and they exiled him. And now they've surrounded him. In 10,000 BC, if you're surrounded, people just surrender. That's how people dress in MacArthur Park. Just anything they can find. Scraps. Ooh, The Walking Dead is ending on Sunday. That's fun. When I was here before, I saw a man with the same marks. I thought you'd know how to kill him. Man, he really packed on a few pounds. I don't know if he had a hard pandemic, but 
He added a chin. They're gonna have to add it into the story. It's so fucking bulbous. Nearby, I can show you. So here with the in the chat, they ask if he if uh, they're talking about the Walking Dead ending on Sunday, uh, and uh, Ponte wants to know uh, if he should binge. So watch the first five seasons and then go from there. Uh, I think they're in like eleven or twelve right now, but definitely start it because the first three or four seasons are really fucking good. Um. Oh yeah, MacArthur Park homeless would fucking crush it in ten thousand BC. They already have sharpened fucking spears. I need my wife. They know how to fucking clean a duck. You can't talk your way out of this, Tommet. Then let yeah, me think. They're well. They're well lived. In my people's way. Try. I mean, you could write it in, really, because he's got access to the Lazarus Tower. He's one of the first per people to find out that there's a tower with access to the time portal. So he could have eaten a ho ho or two. Except. <laughs> I'm not challenging you. I'm challenging him. So he's challenging fucking uh, Hotel Rwanda to a fight for the secrets to cure his friend's vein disease. <laughs> Looks like the thigh of an 80-year-old lady. I accept. No, he doesn't. Take him away. Yeah, because after season five, they really start diverging from the comic book and like it's the first few seasons after five are good but it's just like its own thing and then it just starts like getting repetitive and then contract disputes happen so characters leave and it just becomes a mess okay how's this clear good I'll work as fast as I can. Okay. We'll keep an eye out. You, you should go. It's not every day you get to meet your mom for the first time. Go. Get to have a heart-to-heart -heart with my mother. She looks like a young Cole Sprouse, that girl. A young Cole Sprouse. I missed you. I don't know why, but I did. Wow. I wish I had that on tape. <laughs> they just don't seem like brother and sister. They have such couple energy. It's so good to finally see Dad again. How, how's he been? Honestly, pretty incredible. I mean, he's like a different person. Yeah, he's literally a different person. He went from a blonde cave boy to Josh Kelly. I wish I knew the lyrics to Josh Kelly's song so I can sing when he comes on. He didn't even know. Just say you're sorry and move on. Why did you get so smart? I was born this way. I was born this way. What are you, Lady Gaga? Don't you think mom and dad actually seem happy together? Well, yeah, you've gone through a great fucking tragedy. This is pandemic times three. <clears throat> if getting trapped in 10,000 BC, then 1988, then back in 10,000 BC, I'm spoiling it. They go, they choose to go back to 10,000 BC, but you go back and forth to that many time periods. It's, you know, you're liable to get bonded. Mom would be and if you go back and forth in time that much, you might actually physically bond to the person. You come out, your arm is coming out of their temple. 
Now that you're all patched up, you want to tell me what happened back in the warehouse? I made a Look at you trying to be a dad. You want to tell me what happened back there? You nearly got yourself killed. I mean, you could have just shown us with the camera. Just is that all, ju all that just so you can have him explain it? Wait. Yeah, this is pandemic cubed. Can you imagine the airborne diseases in 10,000 BC, for Christ's sakes? I'm not going to tell you what to do here, but she's just reunited with her family. I know it's not easy, but you need to figure some things out. Look, I'm suggesting thruple. He just say, let's be a thruple. Let's bring a little bit of modernity to 10,000 BC. Get some of the cave people involved. Also... You're really missing out on inventing things. I mean, you could have been inventing basketball, every major sport down there in 10,000 BC. Hell, maybe you're the one that invents it. For years, trying to call Start severing some heads, toss them in some baskets. But I'm close. How old was I when you left? You were three. Leave me with my father was, uh, out of the question. Your father is a complicated man. Yeah, your father fucking is going back in time millions of years to rape the earth of its natural resources. I feel like he's not a solid guy. He's no, no Neil deGrasse. Those men stopped me from saving thousands of people. He also helped me find my son. Believe me, he's more dangerous than he appears. I mean, you don't seem safe either. You got a leery vibe to you, Mom. Back to 10,000 BC, through the Hollywood sinkhole. Just going in the building and, and upload the virus. And stop the sinkholes and destroy the portal for good. Wait, wait, oh. Destroy the portal? Yes. As long as it's operational, the sinkholes will keep opening. No, no but you can still send us back home first, right? No, back to our time? The, the Every time that portal's bent to a new time, it creates a new sinkhole. Potentially even more catastrophic than the ones we've already seen. I'm sorry. Your family can't go home. Uh -huh. Ooh. See, that's setting it up for if this shows if this season's successful, we need to set it up that they're always in 10,000 BC. So that moment alone right there of you can never go back home. That's the decision. This show's either going to take place in the 80s from now on or 10,000 BC. What do you mean? I couldn't even swim. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Go back to this fucking list here. Let's finish off this. So uh, the top shows on Amazon Prime for this week. Now, this isn't final. This is just where it is on Thursday. So any one of these shows, Mammals, can fucking shoot up to number one. This is just as of today. The Peripheral is number one on Amazon Prime popularity wise they followed up by lord of the rings the rings of power and mammals i don't know what this fucking show is the story of jamie a michelin starred chef whose world implodes when he discovers shocking secrets about his pregnant wife amandine uh this is a uk show jamie finds himself hunting for answers with the help of his brothers-in-law jeff through the hunt he cr oh this so this is some fucking unfaithful type of shit back to la brea I know this is hard to hear, but hey, look at the bright side. The four of us were together. Yeah, your dad's right. 
We fought so hard to get back together. That's the yeah of a woman who doesn't know if she still wants to be with that man. Yeah, I guess. What do you think? You want to trade the LA Rams for the Raiders? Hey, Josh. Hey, not for too long. Don't get his hopes up. They leave in fucking 1992. Not everything I can... He's got the Raiders for four years. I was so unfair to you, Dad. You needed us and I wasn't there. They're all too cool with just staying in 1988. I'd be like, you know, there's like a whole bunch of people. Let's at least go back and tell them that they can't go back. And I, 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 I should have believed you. Hey, you weren't the only one who didn't listen. No one has anything to apologize for. Okay. Okay. Is? Well, what do you think? Four of us in 88? She's like, I think we're too cool with all of this. That sounds great. I'm gonna go check out back. I'll go. Yeah, go be a mother. Hey. It's okay to be confused about this whole living in the 80s. It's a lot to process. It's not the 80s that confused me, Mom. It's you. What do you mean? Are you and Dad back together again? Look, that is all I want. But only if you really wanted to. I mean, you're taller than her. You could just bully her into it. Are you sure? Put your fucking blade leg to her neck, Kill Bill style. At the trailer with Levi? She's got a fucking... They don't utilize her fucking fake legs. So this fucking daughter here has a prosthetic leg, and it's one of those fucking blady... Olympic legs. If you get back together for the wrong reasons, because of me, because of Josh, it will not last. And the only thing harder than you guys splitting up the first time would be having to live through that again. I'm clearly Canadian and you guys aren't. This goes against everything I believe. Look at him now, he just fucking went from being shot to looking like he's doubled over with constipation. <sighs> I'm just keeping one in. On a scale of one to ten, what's your pain level? Oh, shut up, Scott! Sounds like a ten. I just spoke to Ty. He's gonna try and get part to reconsider. What's the point? There's no way Ty's gonna beat that guy. It's gotta be painkillers or mushrooms or something in here. Uh. Damn it! None of this looks like it'll work. Just start snorting shit. See, figure it out. Test it out. Fucking taste. That's the fucking every cook tastes. I think I'm gonna change batteries here. Keep them hydrated. I gotta go. What? Where? Scott? Here. No, I don't want any. You need it, Lucas. I thought you wanted to fight this. I did when I thought there was a chance. But there isn't one. I don't deserve one anyway. Why would you say that? Well, because I've done a lot of things in my life, Veronica. I think a lot of people would say that this is what I had coming. I don't believe that. Yeah, well, you should. I was a heroin dealer. Lucas. 
So they've developed a love over the last couple episodes. Attention all competitors. Ooh, a little WWE promo. I think I'm going to take a little break ski here. Smoke a bowl. Pack it up here and get ready. They make everything so perfect. I mean, it shouldn't look that pretty. You're making it in dirt, and it shouldn't look like it's fucking Ina Garden's kitchen. Is a trained warrior. If you take him on, he'll kill you. Hara, I have to. Why? Look. It's man shit, Pada. Don't you get it? This disease I have, it robbed me of everything I was. I lost family, friends, my practice. My libido. I can finally get hard here. I almost took my own life. He beds her down at the end in a nice fucking 10,000 BC fucking California king. I didn't. I found a new purpose down here. And I promised myself to fight for my own life and for the people I care about. If I don't do this, if I don't fight, if I don't give up on life itself, I've been there before. I can't go back there again. Ty, I can't send you off to die. Tomit won't show mercy. He'll enjoy this. What do you mean? She's like, for Christ's sakes, put on some armor. This isn't the fucking office. Aren't you hot? Oh, I mean, it is cold. He's probably toasty. Everyone else is freezing. But you're important to me, too. And you won't win. Well, as much as I appreciate the vote of confidence, who says you have to win with a spear? What are you thinking? That there are other ways to win a fight. I'm gonna win this fight like a fucking nerd. Hey, Caroline says she's almost done with the virus. When she is, we'll bring her to the Hollywood sinkhole. Okay. That would be some shit. We're gonna go to the Hollywood sinkhole. We're gonna hike the Hollywood sinkhole. There's a Starbucks right by it. What, you wanna go back and get eaten by a woolly mammoth? Dad. We can stay in 1988. At least here we have lights, plumbing, medical school. And we have the Harrises. The Harrisons are not our family. But they're our friends. I'll it's be back. Enough. I'm going to go to the window and take a hit we're of this. We're going back, and we're going to find a way home. How? The world's top expert in this just said that the portal needs to be destroyed. Then we'll find an aurora. The auroras are going to be gone, too. Caroline's virus stops everything. She's the Aurora is the sky pussy. That's really fucking fishing for needles in a haystack here. Riley, this is our family we're talking about. I don't know how to give up on getting back to them. Yeah, but here's my point. You guys are all in 1988 with your younger selves. You can bump into each other and explode and cause time rifts. Why do you want to stay in 88? At least go somewhere else. Don't stay in Los Angeles. Go to Bisbee, Arizona. Get the get the the head on Doug Stanhope. Should you be up and walking around? 
Probably not. Hey, what happened back in the warehouse? I was thinking about you. Well, he got shot. He's like, why doesn't anybody fucking care that I got shot? That's what happened. I got shot with a gun by a guy. Neve showing up made me happy. I'm thinking about what's best for everyone. For this family. I want to talk like Gavin. Will it help if I talk soft like Gavin? I want to stay here and build the kind of family that you deserve. All right, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the window and hit we it. Gotta move! The Lazarus agents, they're here. Two vehicles just landed 50 yards up the street. Josh and Israel are out back. They're keeping watch. I'll get them in the van. I'll grab Caroline. Our friends are back. Is the virus done? Is it done? Yes, but okay, I... Okay, we gotta go now. Quick, they're coming. It's Walmart's Black Friday Deals for Days. Every Monday, huge deals will go live. Join Walmart Plus and you can shop online seven hours early. So the only question is, is it Monday yet? That's Walmart's Black Friday Deals for Days. You're burning up. Mm. You need water. Mm. Just promise me. You'll bury me next to my mom. You can't give up. <laughs> I know. Don't walk. Run. Yeah. But I've seen people as low as you find a way through. Before I went into foster care, I lived with my mom. She was a good person. This is such a wasted soliloquy because he gets cured. They profess their love and then he gets fucking cured. She'd probably be like, what the fuck? This is supposed to be the whole death thing. I embarrassed myself and you die. Now I got to fucking date you. She'd write down her regrets on a piece of paper and light them on fire. She told me if, if you name them. So the thing he's got is like your whole body starts to go numb and then you just die. So that's why he's all like fucking. He's laying there like he's had too much fucking tequila. And you can too. That's the look of a man who's at. That's how, what I looked on my graduation party. <laughs> this is a bang ass night. I'm gonna miss him when I'm gone. I would. Yeah, you're not gonna be gone. No one has to miss you. You're gonna continue on being one of the most annoying people on the show. Got a lot of unresolved issues. You're not letting anyone try and help you along the way. <laughs> it's the thing. You get these dope addicts in 10,000 BC, they don't got the proper structure. See, that's another thing. You could build a fucking clinic. I'm sure there's fucking people addicted to all sorts of fucking tap roots and fucking weird fucking leafs. You can start a meeting, get people into the fucking normalized AA from prehistoric times on. <laughs> Here we go, the battle of the century. They got them all tied up like a wrestling fucking storyline. 
he has to be handcuffed or else he'll be fucking you don't know what he'll he's capable of doing how does strike at his weakness are we fighting or not It'd be funny if he becomes the leader of the tribe and they all just start wearing button-downs with t-shirts underneath. Shields, or one dies. Come on, die. Begin! I mean, that spear would have just went right through his forehead from Jump Street. She's not impressed. You'd get so excited from blocking it once that you would forget about it. You'd just fucking, you'd space out. Look, he took his fucking, took his flannel off. It's when you know he means business. Better kick those loafers off next. Get yourself some fucking... Ten tensile grip with your toes in the ground. How does that feel? Get beat up by a nerd. Yeah, you even got to teach him what 90 days is in prehistoric rehab. They're like 90 what? How does that feel, Bada? It'd be funny if he tried to leg sweep him and the stick just broke. I mean, he's got a hefty set of stems on him. I feel like he couldn't have just whipped him. Didn't get nothing but a little dirt on his knees. Look at that. He's the king of this motherfucking place now. It's the king of Oceanside, California, clearly. See, now we're back in 1988. This is the hole they need to jump back into to get back to 10,000 B.C. You're hiding something. You're hiding something. I can tell back at the house. What is it? The virus is ready, but uploading it is going to be a complicated process. I need to get past a security lock. I thought I could code my way around it, but I couldn't. Okay. What kind of lock? It's genetic. We need a handprint. Gavin, only two people in this world can get past that lock. Me and my father. And Elon Musk. He can I'm get sorry I didn't tell you earlier. I, I thought I could fix it. I thought I could prevent you having to sacrifice the way I did. What does this mean? If you don't come back to 10,000 BC with me, we can't stop these sinkholes or that tidal wave. This show won't get picked up for a third season. I need to work, Gavin. We've got an issue. Look. Yeah, that would be great. You pop on your fucking metaverse helmet and, uh... Go back to 10,000 BC. How are we going to get past them? Hey, 
give them what they want. Sounded like the beginning of a fucking CSI Miami episode. Who are All right. What do we got here? Let's fucking hop on the Twitter. With the intuitive technology of Alexis Hybrid. See what's going on with the trends. What's trending? Rip Twitter is trending right now. That's cool. Rip Twitter is number one. X... Ex-Twitter employees pitching investors next week. Literally just Twitter without Elon. That's funny. Basically that like 75% of their 5,000 remaining employees apparently quit today. 75,000? 75% of the roughly 3,700. Man, so that's like yeah. over 1,000. Yeah. There's he, a and, huge Twitter space going on. I right need those people. Office. I'm essentially working 24 hours. I love a good Spanish tweet. I feel like this is real spicy, but I don't read Spanish or Portuguese, whatever this is. Send it to me. Uh, here, let me fucking share via. Oh, come on, brother. No. No. <laughs> Send via direct message. Here we go. All right, I just sent it to you. I mean, it's probably nothing. I'm probably selling it. Here, back to La Brea. Scroll through Twitter as we watch La Brea. I have a little bit more. It's not like you have another choice. That's funny. He looks like one of those, the mongoloid from fucking Barbarian in this picture. I'll send you this one. Ugh. Oh, I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking getting them veins all nice. It's working. Hey, can you move anything? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in general, this whole like, <laughs> even the idea that people are melt that like Twitter going away is like what this is going to change democracy. Like the fact that we've let it get this ingrained into our culture is a problem. I mean, I remember when Twitter was just like, yeah, it's good for my joke writing. Yeah. And via the internet, we have been able to carve out these spaces where we have to. If you're work. But when Good. billionaires buy the spaces that are in town squares, it all goes to shit. <laughs> uh, they say in the chat here, Tom from MySpace needs to hop back in the social media game on Twitter, knock off a competing startup. That's the fun part, too. So Jack Social, this new thing that Jack started up, Elon Musk is on the board for that. So, like, I think he... He wants to get into the competition somehow. I mean, he's in the internet game. The internet capitalism is coming for the internet in just the hardcorest of ways. If you don't, your friend will. He's worth $60 million. Like. Hell yeah. Which is nothing. He's probably, that's laughable. 
in this day and age with the billionaires? He sold MySpace for $580 Hell yeah, and then Justin Timberlake tried to bring it back as a fucking Bandcamp competitor. (laughs) Now cut me loose. Hell yeah, he is. He's not not the man from your top nine anymore. You ask Tom to go back to social media, he'd be like, Oh no! So he's about to set Roman Reigns free and walk off. I don't know why anybody's mad about this. Like, they know T- Tom and leaves, and they just kind of like don't get upset about it. And everyone you know will pay for this. I can promise you that. Believe that. So we're back to the hole. We missed the golden hour. We have less than 24 hours before that tidal wave destroys Santa Monica. We have to go now. I need to talk to my family. I need to have a soliloquy, the final soliloquy to really drive this finale home. I don't like that look. Send us home for the winter. Our plan to work. This is gonna be a fucking speech you're gonna be talking about until Christmas. Understand? There's a lock on the portal. It requires a handprint to open it. Only my father and I can do it. So you have to go back. Dad, that is not fair. Yeah, I know. It isn't. But again, her rule's gonna come clutch. They're all going back. It just saves you so much headache for them to all just go back. You have to go. Catch one more wave. No, 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 you can't. That'd be awesome if this show ends with them surfing this tsunami like John from Cincinnati. We have. You guys remember John from Cincinnati on HBO? Me too. Made by the guy who made Deadwood? Looks like we're going with you. That was the whisper of whispers. He's very emotional that they're siding with him. I've regained my fatherhood. He's a fucking suck it, Levi. He's acting emotional, but he's just like, Yeah, bitch, I got my wife back. We're about to bang on a fucking mastodon skin rug when we get back to 10,000 BC. A boy. Head up every day. I know. I'm just not ready to give up. Are you? My noisy ass chair. I'm going with you. Well, yeah, you got You're very popular on the show. You can't just leave. I mean, she could stay in 1988 because there's no younger version of herself. I mean, it would warp. Who? God knows what. Levi, you you helped me through one of the hardest times of my life, and I will never forget that. You dicked me down when I needed a firm dicking down. <sighs> What are you going to do? 
Yeah, Point Break Swayze with a fucking president mask on, surfing that wave. Let's figure out what's next. Oh yeah, they play U2. I'm gonna have to turn this down. They really fucking threw the financial dice and got a U2 song for this. Bono singing. They're gonna jump in the hole. Tear yourself into It's fucking just chilling. So he's gonna stay in 1988 with his a younger version of his his self and his daughter. Here we'll play a little bit of this. Is not the only way in which he could make an honest living. He's We're gonna so play Flying Nun to cover been. for the music. But would he not be proud if he could make a change and accept the challenge? Sure, but who could make him believe he has any other choice? Why, that is your specialty, Sister Betrill, as I can personally testify. That's what we'll play. Play I Think We're Alone Now While They Make Love. Just fucking getting down. Yeah, right? Stay in 1988, buy some stock, make some money, call some World Series games. How's the hand? Still can't move it. Give it time. He's like, I can't move it. She's like, it'll feel like it's a stranger, right? So much of this episode is gonna get cut out of YouTube. You're here for the you're here for the whole thing. So it looks like the cover of a Kiss album right there. They looked like they were on the cover of Destroyer. Oh yeah, they're jumping in with him. Man, how bad does that feel? He had to fucking accept that he's been cucked by Josh Kelly, jump back into the hole, and they need to go back into 10,000 BC with things squashed. So yeah, they're jumping in the hole. We'll continue the song here. Oh, he had another vision. So he had, uh, he has these visions, and in this one, he envisioned her falling and, you know, obviously to her doom. You all right? You had that look. Like the one you used to get before you had a vision. Did you see something? Nothing. Are you sure? As long as you're with me, I'm fine. All of it. funny if the two kids just stayed back and they were like all right let's go predict this year's super bowl all right that's it
that's the finale. Uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to finish the rest of this bowl. Uh, but what I will do is throw on a little YouTube. And we'll do some commercials from 1995. Uh, and then, we, yeah, we still got a little bit of show here. Wouldn't you stop at a Cabela's or REI before going? But yeah, get some shit. Load up. I mean, throw everything you can in that hole. Drive a whole RV into that fucker. All kinds of shit. Yeah, you're right. You should just go. I mean, you're never going back. Just go on a fucking spree. Bring the whole fucking LAPD there on a fucking high-speed chase and have them all drive in. Have a police force. All right. Here we go. Got it all fucking, got the date all ready to go. Try and find a lengthy one here. And we'll do this one. All right, I'll see you in a few minutes here. I'm going to go finish this bowl. Uh, hey, Penny! What do they call these shoes? Love anyway? little Penny, dude. Penny. When you want to look your very best, shop Helen Freed's first for the best selection of dresses for your school dances, holiday gatherings, weddings, or prom. Helen Freed's has over 500 dresses to choose from in every imaginable color and style, in sizes 2 to 26, starting as low as $79. When you want to look your very best, shop Helen Freed's first for special occasion dress headquarters in Sharon for the best prices, service, and selection. Pizza Works has done it again. The new Pick 2 deal is on now. For a limited time, choose any two of our three selected 12-inch pizzas for only $8.99. Choose from sausage, green pepper, or pepperoni. The Pick 2 deal, two 12-inch pizzas, $8.99. So make headlines with your family and call Pizza Works today. My Saturn's 100,000 miles have been... Park sports car. Park this car is made of amazing stuff. The one thing I could truly count on. On the jungle roads of Guatemala. Across the frozen expanse of Russia. The only real problems I've encountered with my Saturn are... Uh, 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 <sighs> that'll be about it. The reliable, dependable 1996 Saturn SL1. Say, how many kids can you cram into that Saturn? Can a McDonald's McChicken sandwich take you by surprise? Can it help you win friends and influence people? Yes, with McDonald's two for two. Two tender McChicken sandwiches or two six-piece chicken McNuggets for just two dollars. Electronic Jeopardy. 
What's new? The new 1996 Honda Civic. Redesigned for even greater style and performance. And you can find it at the Honda and Hyundai stores starting at just $99.95. Or test drive a new 96 Honda Accord LX with leases starting at just $259 a month. And if you're looking for a car that's sporty and economical, you can own a new Hyundai Accent for only $99 a month. That's the Honda and Hyundai store. On Market Street in Boardman. Let's be honest. We all care about how we look and feel. And with our fast-paced lifestyles, it's great to have a friend close by to help us. At Revco, health and beauty is our business. Besides our world-class pharmacy services, we offer much more. Our complete line of vitamins, cosmetics, and other personal care products. Everything to help you look and feel your best. Revco, a friend for life. With that kind of selection and convenience, why would you go anywhere else? At Fabulous Goldstein's, you'll get the best bang deal in town. Buy at the absolute lowest prices guaranteed, plus you'll get it the next day. Guaranteed. Buy your Sealy and Posturepedic bedding today and get it tomorrow or you get it free. And Goldstein's will even pick up your old bedding free. All that and you can take advantage of our 30-day free home trial on all Posturepedic mattresses. For the best bedding offer available, get to Fabulous Goldstein's today. We guarantee the best values next day delivery in your satisfaction. It's the only place to buy Sealy bedding. Trust Hills to have an incredible selection of great toys at great prices. Like the Play School Play Store and Flower Magic Mary. Great 90s commercial jingle right here. By the way, did that kid not look like Jean Benet Ramsey in that fucking ad? A young Jean Benet. We're back, by the way. Ooh, I didn't I didn't mean to fade to black. Alright, we're back. Can you see? I think I hit record on the back. Look at how fucking, dude, I missed the Sunfire. I wanted a Pontiac Sunfire so fucking bad when I was a kid. I mean, it really is just a, gr a red dot. It's not like a affecting too much. There, it's gone. 11,599 for a goddamn Pontiac Sunfire. You know they had to recall that car at some point. That's when you know I'm getting into the adult age, when I'm just marveling over here, just like, look at the price of that fucking Honda Civic, huh? I need to get back to that. Elon needs to sell a Tesla for ten grand. Look at that. Elon does need to go. Look at that. A bear. They got a basket of taters. Look at how plentiful in nineties that is with starving children in Africa. Oh, Ellen Pompeo leaving Grey's Anatomy. Huge fucking news here. We got to go to Twitter for this. Huge television news coming through the wire. Ellen Pompeo uh, leaving Grey's Anatomy. Let's see what the fucking scuttlebutt is. Oh, man. 
as the series i knew they were prepping new leads i mean i'm still saying they need to they're keeping this show alive until zola is gone but with meredith gray gone they're obviously not going to have her family where are the two sisters going to go they're not going to have a fucking house to live just booting them to the curb mcdreamy's daughter or sister is going to be back on fucking drugs Every computer installed, only from your computer headquarters, Sun Super Saving Center. Who can give you the best deal on the best-selling trucks in America? I mean, Don we got a fucking During truck month, save on two wheel switch drive, over to this. Drive, extended cabs, Explorers, Broncos, and more. Lisa Nuna. We'll keep it on. So TMZ breaking it. Now, she obviously finished this season, or did she not finish the second half? We had an iconic run. I mean, it was a run. It was iconic for a little bit. Can you call something that won't go away by any means necessary iconic? Look at that. It looks like she just got fucking caught farting in that picture. It wasn't me, I swear to God. Seattle episode. Oh, that was tonight? Done. Wow. So they're just fucking, they didn't even give these new ones. Look at that Instagram picture. All you need is love and a clearly a lip job. That is the fucking corners of a lip job right there. Oh, yeah. She's eternally grateful and humbled by the support and love and being the highest paid actress in television. I will now take my millions and invest in a series of Wendy's franchises. Um, Any kind of rebound. I could be down for rebound. Like Two days before my birthday. It's been a lot of fire moving. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres dating Ellen Pompeo. She's the sugar to her spice. Look at fucking uh, old Hunt outlasted Meredith Grey. Good for you. If I lay here, I am now the lead in the show. Big news. Let's see what the people are saying. Like in, in real life? Zola's like nine. Why is she going to university? Oh, because she's going to be one of these Sheldon fuckers. They're going to make young Zola. Like young Sheldon. Yeah, but you don't go to college. She's gonna fucking. It's too much pressure for Zola. Not my girl. Jesus Christ. I'm saying there's gonna be a spinoff. Zola's getting a spinoff. There's going to be a fucking. Absolutely. Zo Zola Hauser. 100%. 100%. Over the middle, across the 30. With four rushers, that is going to help this defense. Third and 12. All right, let's go to let's go back to TV history. I got some I got some special cuts from 1995 television for you guys. Ooh, fucking YouTube making noises. 
on intro. All right, let's go to my fucking libraries. To the libraries. 1995 on television. Let's go to the bottom. So PlayStation came out like a month ago. And I found this cool thing of a bunch of fucking PlayStation commercials. And it's got the Twisted Metal commercial, with you, which used to scare the shit out of me. Look at this. Look at that clown. Nineteen ninety five was a good year. The MTV Movie Awards were kicking. Kiss got back together in full makeup. You better get them. The corn was fucking going down. Were you listening to corn, Rob? What were you listening to in nineteen ninety five? See, this is what drew me to the PlayStation. The PlayStation was like punk rock. Nintendo was for kids. It was very childish, and this always seemed like. You know, the mischief kids want fucking 16 Twisted Metal. Hell yeah. So PlayStation was for you. You were able to go get your own PlayStation. I had to beg for it for Christmas. One thing my dad came through on. Like, my dad was one of those dudes where, like, definitely wasn't rich. Lived in his mom's basement. But when I needed something really expensive, he bought me a Dino GT for Christmas. He bought me a PlayStation in 1995. Um, he bought me a classical acoustic guitar. Yeah, I was listening to Soundgarden and Nirvana still, too. Oh, boy, the bandicoot woke up. I'm coming to get you, pal. Hi, how are you? Am I on the right street? Isn't that fucking wild that Soundgarden and Nirvana is like classic rock now? Really nice. Plumber boy, your time has come. Oh, I missed this commercial. The guy driving around like Crash Bandicoot, like a crack addict. Let's go. Come on. See, PlayStation was all about going berserk. It made it seem like if you played it for too long, it was going to bore your eyes out of your skull and you were going to be all skeletized. Colin McRae, born to race. Those were a lot of the early PlayStation games. Snowboarding games, skateboarding games, rally racing games, mountain biking. Fucking, they had a badass destruction derby game that I used to fucking play for hours. Clear some of this cotton mouth. I got this doing a 900 nose grab. Got this on a backflip mute in the pipe. That dude was in the movie Orange County with Colin Hanks. This one I got. Oh. He played this guy until 2007. That could have hurt. I had a PlayStation sampler. Remember? There's a new adventure. Do you remember the samplers? That used to fucking, that they used to give out that had like 12 games in one and you could play like one quarter of football. They had Cool Borders 1 on there. You could do one fucking, one run down the hill on a ski or a snowboard and I loved it. Those were my cheats. I would go to the fucking video game aisle uh, and I would look at the games and then they always had the free samplers you could take. And that was for, until my parents would actually shell out the forty nine ninety nine for these PlayStation games. That's how I played. Quarter by quarter, sampler by sampler. Looking at me. What's wrong with these people? Crash Bandicoot ruled. I dominated Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot 2 had this level where you had to race. 
And I got so good at that level that I just stopped playing the game and played that level. And I think a bunch of people did because then the next year they just came out with Crash Bandicoot Racing. Oh, it's this fucking Dino Crisis. I remember this shit. Also, that was some right. Pleased with having one today. It just all went smoothly. What is this, Bill Elliott's NASCAR? Car balanced well and chose the right tires. I they all had shell shock racing, fucking tsunami snowboarding. It was all cataclysmic titles. PlayStation was about to end the fucking world. Ooh, IndyCar. Fun stuff, though. See what else we got here in 95. Let's go to this week 12. So it's week 12. I mean, November 17th, 95 is a Friday. But let's look to Sunday, because I don't think I'm going to see you guys for a week. So we got Jets vs. Bills, the twilight of old fucking Kelly's career. Yeah, Sega Genesis, Sega Genesis was dope. I missed the Sega Saturn. I remember I was a perfect age when I remember the Sega Saturn coming out, and then it just went away. And then the Dreamcast came out and really would have reigned supreme. The Sega Dreamcast would have been the best system, uh, but you were able to burn the games. The eye in the system was like a burnable eye, and there was they didn't foresee that. So everyone I knew had like burned Dreamcast games, so they didn't make any sort of fucking go-ahead score the Pittsburgh Steelers in charge of this game late now at uh, Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati 42 to 31 in Cleveland Green Bay adds to the Browns woes 31 20 look at Greg Gumbel hasn't aged a fucking minute dude I mean he looked like that in 2018 good for Greg Bryant on the other hand has gone through many phases of fucking fat suctioned gray hair what Chicago or Texas? Today, twenty-four to ten was the final score. The Colts come up a winner. Jim Harbaugh's Colts fucking laying it to Drew fucking Bledsoe's Patriots. Did pretty well today. He rolls out and fires on the run to Floyd Turner here. Fourteen-yard touchdown pass. Harbaugh, the NFL's highest-rated. Old Jim Harbaugh. That standing today, he had an outstanding. My family was lamenting the fucking departure of Harbaugh still in this year. Today, 31 to 6 over the Rams. The Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Giants today, 28-19. Tampa Bay over. You had a Dreamcast. Oh, that's fun. Leading the um, Arizona Cardinals, 27 to 7. Now. Yeah. Now they just have the emulator, so it doesn't even matter. One, if they get a PlayStation 2 emulator, that'll get me to buy another system. Because PlayStation 2 is the king system, best games, best longevity best graphics for what like the actual commercials look like playstation 2 was the first system where the commercial graphics looked like the game earlier today while the jets merely playing out the schedule at two up and eight down in look at that i think miami still had shula in 1995 no jimmy johnson was with them look at a young collinsworth with those 90s rim stepdad glasses looking like fucking paul tracy and shit Thank you. you did a great job designing them, Marv. I, I think you were terrific with that. It's about time that I received some... Credit. Look at those jackets. Look at that drip. 
today, though, from the they Jets. look like they're the fucking starting point guards for the Milwaukee Bucks or the Phoenix Suns. Boomer, look at him. Look at that mask. That's a classic 90s face mask right there. You can fucking cook some French fries on that grill. MacGyver, the first time around, didn't do much of a job today. It'll be Matt Willick trying to do a little bit better job. But for Boomer... Oh, dude, PS2 was great. My PS2... It was during the era where my grandma had died, so we were taking care of my grandpa, and his nurse would come over, and I would just chill all day and play video games, go to school, come home, play fucking Madden 2005. Concussion in recent weeks, so the starter uh, today... Throw 90 touchdowns, 95 touchdowns in one season with Ben Roethlisberger on all Madden. It didn't work out very well in that ball game, and Matt Willig, we asked him whether or not he'd be talking any trash to Bruce Smith, and he said... No, no. And Buffalo has had a surprising season. Record of 7-3. and three. They'd have to be considered one of the major... Oh, for sure. Competition's always good for that. Xbox, yeah, for 100%. For Jim Kelly, it has been a very satisfying campaign. Madden's fallen off, dude. I don't think Madden's probably been good since Madden 2011, probably. I haven't touched a Madden game since Madden 11. One of my fucking... my I lived with a weed dealer, and one of his heroin addict friends stole my Madden. Haven't played it since. I'm a football manager guy, and I think tonight I'm going to play a little fucking Cyberpunk 2077. Not on Twitch. I don't play video games on Twitch. All these other fucking losers playing Ragnarok right now. God of War. You played the, it's just like the first one. Undergoing surgery for prostate cancer. Surgery that first run, they all in their titles. God of War, first run, no mods, on easy. Made it back. Buffalo. Winning the Look at that Jets logo. I fucking love that green Dennis Bird Jets fucking logo. This isn't quite the one in 15 Jets. I think we got a rookie Wayne Krebet on the field right here. Let's see what the fucking Buffalo is bringing on the offense. Andre Reed. We probably got a young Andre Reed here. Chad Cascat involved on the stop. A look at the Buffalo offensive line. Fina, the rookie Brown, Hall, Ostrowski, and Parker. Parker making it back in. Never. I mean, never heard of any of these guys. Thurman, Jim. Herman Thomas and the K-Gun below deep. Lonnie Johnson. Receivers, as Chris mentioned, Bill Brooks has been on a run. Bill Brooks with seven. I got Cyberpunk on PC. It's funny that I don't play it as much because I have the PC version, and that version didn't have any bugs, so I could have been fucking clean sailing. I almost have to just restart it. It's been like months since I've played it, so I almost don't know what the fuck is going on. But I'm still early on in it. Howard, Brock, and you got stock in Cyberpunk. You need to get stock in this artificial meat, dog. They're, they approved it. The FDA approved lab-grown meat. The game's about to change. And Lewis with the extra DBs. Here's Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas making it back last Look week how clean that green is. It's not the Kelly green of the Eagles. I get impressed with how the shades of green can really distinct themselves. Maybe that's just a drugged-out thought, but... I love Thurman Thomas's face mask. That cross, just fucking two across, one down, like a prayer. It is a third and two at the 35. We are just underway. Kelly off the roll. Get pressure. Faced by Eric Howard. The pass intended for the top. Dude, Jim Kelly had throat cancer. He talks all weird now and shit. 
Oh, hell yeah. Tecmo Bowl. I didn't play Tecmo Bowl at the time, but I do remember in like the mid to late 2000s in the Madden era when I was fucking throwing dimes with Roethlisberger on all Madden. We had Tecmo Super Bowl for Super Nintendo, and we were just spending all day smoking weed, creating players, and we got it to where every team in the NFL on Tecmo Super Bowl had our created players in it, and we were just running dynasties and just simulating seasons. Like, none of us actually played any games. It was the first, our first dive into, like, the sim manager type of game. That was what we loved doing. My friend group over anything video game wise, over playing it, we liked loading up the game with created players and then just simulating all the games and seeing all the stats they would accrue and letting nature take its course. That's what Madden at the later years was good for that they went away from is you could upload college players that you created in the NCAA game and you up, you like save that draft class and you put it into Madden and you let them fucking get their wings and fly. Short pickup by Adrian Morrell. Rice pop on the tackle. Hanson, Washington, and Smith up front. The front three has played. Yeah, the first season mode was great. I remember the fucking introduction of franchise mode. Holy fuck. Gee, can I do 40 straight seasons? I remember when I cashed out franchise mode. The first time I ever played, I think it was like seven. No, it was for a SmackDown game. It was the PS1 version of SmackDown. And we, you could do like a continuous calendar, a wrestling calendar. And I remember we were in like 2135 and the game just stopped. It froze. And I was like, dude, I think we got to the end of it. I think we broke SmackDown. Before the game. So much, I had so much with play PlayStation one is such a big part of my life. I remember for game day, 1998 PlayStation one, my best friend to this day, Wesley, we were doing a duo season mode with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He traded Warren Sapp and I legit open palm slapped him in the face. And it was the one time he like walked home. I had to like call him and tell him to come back. It like really was a rift in our friendship for a few hours because he traded Warren Sapp for draft picks. Look at that guy go. Look at the pad level just going down. Looks like he's got fucking two encyclopedias on his shoulders. That is a man ready to get brain impact. Baxter, a massive hole off to the left side. Got Matt Willig up working against the strong safety, Henry Jones. Let's see what's going on. I got another game here. This is Dallas at Oakland from the same week. It is something special. The Oakland Coliseum, the home of the Oakland Raiders. This is the Summerall. As they entertain here. the Dallas Cowboys. This is Summerall. This is the game of the week, baby. And I'll tell you, these this is my favorite Oakland Coliseum pre-Mount Davis. Look at that open side. The Oakland Coliseum. Well, it makes you think that football is... Pat Summerall, in my head, was always 87 years old. John Madden, my colleague, got here. He got a special welcome. We want John! We want John! We want John! We want John! You want John? We got John. John, it has to be a special feeling for you to be back. There's no place I'd rather be today than right here. And you know, I always felt that this was the greatest place to play football in the United States. I know we had some of the best games here. Here's what ages me. 
I only remember Warren Moon on the Vikings on. I really don't remember Houston Oilers, Warren Moon. Like I started watching football in 1995 without my without my parents help. But I don't really I don't really remember hearing about the Houston Oilers. I remember the Tennessee Oilers from 96 and on. He has a bad left shoulder. And when I was just watching, it looks look at Hostetler, huh? Yeah, so the Tennessee Titans, I'm explaining this to Larry. I'll open her fucking tertiary mic so she can react to this. So the Tennessee Titans used to be the Tennessee Oilers, and they were the Houston Oilers, which was the Houston football team for decades. They were like a fixture, and Warren Moon played for them. And then they played in the Astrodome. And they wanted to get a new stadium built in Houston was like, fuck that shit. So they moved to Memphis and they floundered out. So they moved to Memphis and were the Tennessee Oilers. And then they were waiting for a stadium to get built and they moved to Nashville and became the Tennessee Titans and made the playoffs the first year they were the Titans. And now they're just people have just forgotten about the Oilers. But the Oilers were like a huge fixture in the NFL. I was going to say, when did they stop? 1995 this was the last year they were the oilers that explains why i don't remember yeah i barely do i really only remember the tennessee oilers and thinking it was weird like what the fuck does oil have to do with tennessee (laughs) and then my dad would be like oh they used to they were the houston oilers and i'm like really yeah it's always been the houston texans for me yeah he said, two boys take baby steps towards manhood, building their 1998 Tampa Bay franchise. Oh, yeah, talking about the slap. It ended up being a good trade, too. We got good players, and it, like he made fun of me because it, we ended up winning the Super Bowl. Ishmael. I love a good team that's been going for decades. For the Cowboys. Let's look, at the Oakland look at Hostetler looking like fucking Dave Wanstead. What other teams are like that? Uh, the Chiefs were the Dallas Texans. Uh, and then the Cowboys paid the Dallas Texans to move to Kansas City. They paid for their relocation fee because they were like, there can only be one team in Dallas. Um, what else? The fucking uh, Rams started out in Cleveland and then moved to L.A. in 1946 and then moved to Anaheim and then moved to St. Louis and then moved back to Los Angeles. Yeah, the Jazz were originally in New Orleans. That's why they're the Utah Jazz, because they were the New Orleans Jazz. Uh, I love that shit. But I also respect the ones that stayed, the Packers, the Bears. Oh, well, the Bears were the Decatur Staley's. They played a bumfuck Decatur. Can you imagine if they stayed in Decatur? I had some neighbors in an apartment building that were from Decatur, and it blew my mind because it was Illinois, and they were so hillbilly, like literal rednecks. Literal rednecks, red face. They had southern accents. We're from Decatur. They had a fucking a mom with just a, one of those weird hillbilly foots that's just like always injured, and she's in a wheelchair, but she's fully capable. Arizona Cardinals started in Chicago. Yeah, they were the Chicago Cardinals. They're like one of the old. They're as old as the Bears. It was like the yeah. I always forget about that. Chicago Cardinals. Then they became Card Pit during World War II. Because both teams had had players fighting in the war, so they had to combine their teams. Then they went to St. Louis, 
as, and were the St. Louis Cardinals with the baseball Cardinals throughout the 80s. Then they moved to Arizona. But yeah, they got a, they got a hard lineage. The Cardinal or like the Cardinals, Giants and Bears are the definition of old white ownership. They're holding so many people of color back. The only reason Jay-Z can't own a team is because of the Maras, the McCaskies, and whoever the fuck owns the Cardinals. Those are like the OG white privilege, we own slaves, NFL owners. And Hostetler back to throw. Across the middle, Tim Brown. Cut down again. Around. Yeah, I think they were the Chicago Cardinals through the 60s. It was a while. There was talk before. At least into the 50s. I mean, I could look it up. Against Tim Brown now. He's not. What he's doing is he is playing to the strong side. He is taking the outside receiver that's on the same side as the tight end. Mm-hmm. And in the play so far, that has been Rocket Ismail. And again, a welcome to the. I love how before fucking Frank Caliendo, we all thought fucking John Madden was like giving us amazing fucking insight. Okay. So here we go. They were the Racine Cardinals from 1920 to 21, Chicago Cardinals from 22 to 43, 45 to 59, and then in 44 they were Card Pit. They were the St. Louis Cardinals from 1960 until 87, then they were the Phoenix Cardinals from 88 into 93, and then they were the Arizona Cardinals. See, I don't remember the Phoenix Cardinals. I do remember the Arizona Cardinals. I remember Jake Plummer, and I remember the Super Bowl being in Arizona. Left hand in there and knocked the ball away. Well, of course, they came under all kind of heat, particularly in Dallas last week after the 49er game for not being willing to adjust their coverage. Yeah, yeah, Dallas was always the Cowboys. Oh, the Raiders were always bouncing between Oakland and L.A. until they went to Vegas. Bruce Pickens from behind. Yeah. It really is. They should just be the Raiders and just pillage different cities. Just go into different small markets. For their first offense. And, you know, save the country. Oh, that's fucking fat face mask Troy Aikman. NFL Sunday is brought to you by Dockers Flat Front Khakis. Proud makers of nice pants. Flat Front Khakis. Let's see what else we got here. Saved a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, we got a Bulls highlights from November 17th, 95. This was truly my shit. I was really into the Bulls in the 90s. Look at those Nets jerseys. Those are the fucking Petrovich Nets jerseys. Yeah, Ace Hardware legend we were talking about earlier before you jumped on about Ace Hardware. But the penetration set it up the pinch... And right there, the four inches, Chicago. Man, it blows my mind that he was old because I thought Jordan was, like, in his fucking prime in 95. It really, in hindsight, pisses me off that I, like, came in at the later end of Jordan. Because I do talk like, fuck yeah, I remember Jordan. But I remember old Jordan. Yeah. Like, I don't even really remember the first three-peat, which was 90 through 93. I remember, like, the John Paxson shot vaguely against the Suns. But my my memory starts when Jordan came back. Like, I remember it very vividly being a huge deal that he was coming back to basketball because the Bulls had been swept by the Orlando Magic in the playoffs. Uh, and then the next year, they swept the shit out of them. That was the 72-10 and 10 team. 
But this is the year, I think Jordan's 45. Jordan should be number 45 in this. Or maybe, no, that was the tail end of 94. So he comes in late 94, and they still get beat. Look at Scotty. Great defense. We'll get it back again. Running off the brush down the lane. I used to run game. Hell yeah. Because it was like so motivating. Dude, he was banging fucking buckets. <laughs> so check this out, chat. Basketball for some basketball gossip. Michael Jordan's son is now dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, and you know he did that on his dad's command. He's got a big beard. He looks like fucking uh he looks like fucking uh Denzel Washington's son. Without testing, not a good sign. No, he just uh he's just fucking Michael. He why he went to the University of Illinois, but I don't think he was ever good enough to get drafted. Pippen roaming baseline. All that action. Williams against Cappy. Who's got good looks, isn't he? Now they're taking the most deep. Thanks very much, Jerry. I am Bill back to you. Thanks very much. Look at that. Those some of those Bulls games got boring because it was just so. Now we're going a little back into October. Week 7, week 15. Look at that Wani stash. I think this is the closest to November this year. Look at those fucking NBC jackets. The starter, the loud, puffy starter jacket really was at its pinnacle in 1995. My school adopted school uniforms because I guess one year so many kids were getting jumped for their starter jackets that they were just like, Fuck it. Everyone has to wear the same clothes. But then people, oh yeah, and then they banned starter jackets. Like you couldn't wear sports logo jackets at my school. Look at Kevin Green. Just an unseated brain. Pre being corrupted by the wrestling business. We welcome those of you. The young chin of cower. Bengals and the Raiders prevailing 20 to 17. And those of you who have seen the Cleveland knee Baltimore Browns. Knee Baltimore. Yeah, they were going. Along with the news that apparently uh, the deal's been done, Cleveland uh, will be uh, going on to Baltimore. One set against Cower, two natives from Pittsburgh. Is that Bobby Ingram receiving? Steelers down to the 20-yard line as the Bears wrestle for it. And Robert Green returns. Let's see Rashawn Salam take the ball here. On comes Eric Kramer, 18 touchdown passes and only four interceptions and only sacked four times. In the oh, she looks smitten with him. I mean, you know he was fucking, he's throwing some enthusiastic love in her way. Scotty was all grumpy and jaded because of the documentary. She's like, I'm fucking done with you. Have been outstanding Look at that. And Look at that lineup. Eric Kramer, Rashawn. Comes in as well as Michael Timpson, the former Patriot, in the three wide. Eric Kramer was my quarterback, dude. Look at those numbers, 18-4. And a gain of about 10 as he hits Conway. This year so what are we thinking about the NFL this week? What's the big what's the big matchups? Let's go to Twitter and see what the Might as well do some fucking gabbing about the games here. NFL. Games. So yeah, Bears Falcons. I do think that the Bears might might could beat the Falcons. Almost intercepted by Kevin Green. He 
you know, the Lions, even though they're bad, do have a high powered offense. Uh, they just don't have a good defense. The Falcons, on the other hand, can't score very much. I know because I have their receiver and tight end in fantasy and they aren't doing shit. You goddamn right. Rest in peace, Rashawn Salam. Didn't he play in the XFL? He was like the MVP of the XFL. As make Eric Kramer hesitate a little. The defense did it right there. That's why they got the pressure. Eagles Colts. I think the Saturday magic's going to fucking end here and the Eagles are going to fucking roll over the Colts. Uh, Jets and Patri- Patriots, I don't know, but I'm just loving that fucking Fields has ended up the best of that class. Um, Lions, Giants, obviously. Cordell or Patterson revenge game. Wouldn't that be the fucking... That would be something if it ends up being Patterson's fucking coming out party. Bengals, Steelers, got a... That fucking... The, the rubber game from that fucking first game of the season, that ended up being a... That was an all-timer. Until that Bills Vikings game, I think uh, the first Bengals Steelers Week One matchup was like the best game of the season, and especially because there were so many Week One duds. You had the rain, the rainy Bears Forty ers game. I think Baker's starting in this one. You got Baker versus Lamar here. Are they going to go gun for gun, leg for arm? Here, fourteen on the play and a first down into Pittsburgh's territory at the forty-five. But that's that. I think we're running on empty here. I think I'm going to call it. Uh, call it a show. Some of this music queued up. And finally, knife down by number 40, Myron Bell. Appeared to be two man. Look at that. I had so much hope. When I was a kid, it didn't even hit me that, like, like it, it just wasn't as important to me yet. Like, I remember being like, why do people care that the Bears are bad? Like, it's just fun to watch. Um, I would say 2001 when they got my, when your team is, when your first team that is, like, really good, that's when they lock you in. The 13 and 3. 2001 Bears captured my heart and I've been a fucking moron ever since uh, thanks for listening watching twitch.tv slash this is Keith Pazel this will be up on YouTube uh, and all the uh, podcasting platforms after this I'll see you either on Saturday or next Thursday I love you we'll see uh We announce we are off the air when we are off the air.